Hey yo, and welcome into Diesel Bets. I am your host, Chuck Diesel. Thank you so much for joining me. It is Thursday, the September the 2nd, and we have real life football on our TV that actually means something. Week one of college football is officially here. Yes, I know. Uh, week zero was last week. We got a little tease um, there. Um, un- unfortunately, your boy Diesel here went one and two last week. Uh, boy, did Nebraska look absolutely terrible but onward and upward uh that was a that was our trial basis for for the start of college football hopefully we will get back to it this week i have about six or seven games i want to say um that i'm going to go over with you guys tonight uh more importantly i have a friday game though so hopefully you get this in time so you can get on that action on friday night and then and then cash that ticket um and i'll get into that game in a second a few things I want to go over. First and foremost, uh, catch me on Twitter and TikTok, Diesel underscore bets. I primarily post on Twitter, so you'll want to find me on there. TikTok, I'm not a big video guy. I have a, uh, I have more of a face for a podcast. So uh, you can, I'll be going, I'll be doing some NFL prop bets on um, on TikTok on Sunday mornings. But that's about it. I'll, I'll post a few things here and there, but uh, that's really not my space. So uh, Twitter, um, you'll want to follow me there. Uh, I'll po- I'll recap all of my picks on the podcast. So be sure to catch that. And uh, I get it. You know, as the as my um, internal monologue is going off here, it's telling me, "Hey Chuck, why would anyone uh, listen to your podcast if you're simply going to post the bets on Twitter? Why not just follow you on Twitter?" Well, that's a great question. Um, and, and and basically, I'm going to give six to eight picks in the NFL and college landscape. Uh, this season, but more importantly on Twitter, I'm going to give you Friday night plays in NCAA, Thursday night NFL, because this podcast is going to be recorded on Friday nights uh, going forward. I wanted to record it on Thursday because we have such an action-packed schedule for college football, and I like some of those Friday games, so I wanted to at least get one of those games out to you. But also, um, you know, live betting. Uh, that is one of the most fun and profitable things to bet on, especially for me. Um, I watch the majority of the games in college football live betting. There's there's really no greater sweat than than taking a, a plus money dog where you know they're playing well and they really have that chance to win and you're going to hammer that home. So, again, follow me on my socials and uh, diesel underscore bets and we'll cash some tickets together uh, this upcoming NFL and college football season. So um, a couple things I want to get into. Um, if you listen to my five previous segments around uh, NFL future betting, that, that would be you know uh, team totals as well as player prop bets for the season. I didn't get into it too much. I wasn't able to break down games. I'm just able to break down the teams and the player at that point. Um, now we're really getting into games. Uh, I wanted to just be transparent with you guys. I- I'm not a handicapper, you know, I would steer away from a lot of people who call themselves a handicapper, especially on social media. I've, I've watched a lot of stuff on TikTok and seen a lot of stuff on Twitter of people calling themselves a handicapper. To me, a handicapper is someone who's actually in the business. That's what their life is. You know, they, they live in a place where sports gambling is legal and they're at sports books or casinos or what have you. And they're actually, they're actually making the, their primary amount of their income off of sports betting as well as being able to actually handicap the game. Um, those are those are who I would consider a handicapper. I'm just as simple as it, as it is, guys. I'm a degenerate who just loves to gamble, and I've been successful at it. 
you know, in, in college football and pro football the last three years, I have been profitable. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a successful degenerate, as, as big of as an oxymoron as that sounds. I get it. Um, but, you know, I watch a ton of football. I can break football down. Um, and, and I do a ton of research to make sure my picks are spot on. So I'm not just shooting from the hip, you know, oh, give me this team, seven, seven and a half, or whatever the case is. I'm actually looking at it and researching it, and, and I have reasons as why I'm taking it. So hopefully you'll be able to tail me a lot this season, and we'll cash tickets together. Uh, moving on, uh, don't mean to be on my soapbox here. I know we're tuning in to hear, hear my game breakdowns, and trust me, I'm going to get to it pretty shortly here. But one of the things I do want to get into is, is, a, is I'm a unit better. And what that basically means is I have a set denomination of units that I, or a set, a set amount of dollars I'm going to put on a game. So I'm a $50 per unit better. So if I tell you I'm putting one unit down or, or one and a half units down on a game, that means I'm putting 50 or 75 or 100, depending on how many units I'm putting down. And you are responsible for your own bankroll. I can't manage your own bankroll for you. So um, I don't know what your unit size is. I'm not telling you to bet $50. I'm telling you to determine what your bankroll is and then set your unit price based off of that. And then change your unit price as you are successful or unsuccessful. If I'm on a hot streak, I'm going to tell you guys, hey, I'm up in my unit price, 25 bucks or 50 bucks. I'm going to go from 50 to 100 Or if I'm in a slump, all gamblers go through slumps. I'll go through one this year, no doubt about it. I'm Depending on what my, you know, up to that point my bankroll looks like, I may say, hey, guys, I'm going to dial my my unit back to $25. So for, for me, and I don't know if other gamblers do it this way, but for me, I go into each and every <laughs> every football season with a set de- denomination of amount of money that I'm willing to lose. Because at the end of the day, this is gambling, folks. So um, you have to be comfortable with with losing money. Because, um, you know, as, as much as we like to hear, oh, I got a lock, I got a lock, eh, ain't no one got a lock out there. Um, so, so there's no doubt, uh, in my mind that there's, there's been a lot of people to lose money on locks, um, and be wary of people selling you picks out there, man. I mean that, that they're called scamby cappers for a reason, you know, they're, but they're betting minus 300 favorites and telling you that they're putting three units down on it. Well, you put three units down on a, on a minus 300 dog, you're really not getting a whole lot in return. So, um, be, be careful, um, of people selling you picks. And then, um, and then lastly, guys, the, the one thing I do want to tell you about, again, my, my podcast will be dropping on Friday nights here. Um, so I'm, I'm doing it on Thursday because there's a couple games I want, to, uh, I want to get after. Actually, just one game, excuse me, that I want to get after on Friday night. So hopefully you'll be able to tail that one, uh, get in on it, and just follow me wherever you can, uh, you know, Twitter, TikTok, and then like and subscribe my podcast. Uh, leave me a review. Let me know what I'm doing well, what I'm not doing well. And we'll go from there. So pitter-patter, let's get at her. All right, so the first game I want to get into actually comes on Friday night. It is going to be UNC versus Virginia Tech. Right now the spread is at minus 5.5, minus 110 uh, on both sides of the ball there, both for UNC and Virginia Tech, depending on which side you take. Couple numbers or a couple. One number I want to throw at you here is Virginia Tech is six and zero against the spread at home versus UNC. Quite simply put, guys, that streak ends tomorrow night on Friday. I love UNC in this game, and there's two reasons why: Mac Brown and Sam Howell. Sam Howell is a Heisman candidate. He looks fantastic. 
UNC is primed to finish at the very least second in the ACC. It's going to be hard for them to overtake Clemson. I get that. But with that being said, Sam Howell and that offense, they lost a lot to the pros. Michael Carter, Javante Williams, Diami Brown. I can name them all day, right? But with Mac Brown, they aren't they aren't rebuilding. They are simply retooling. So with that being said, give me UNC. Give me the minus five and a half. I'm putting just one simple unit down on it, um, and we're gonna we're gonna ride that one all day long. All right. So the second pick that I want to get into is gonna be. And oh, by the way, guys, before I get in my second pick, if you hear me scream or hoot and holler, it's because right now I'm kind of sweating out this ECU App State game. I got uh, ECU minus nine and a half in there. They're struggling a little bit here. They started hot, but uh, they've tailed off a little bit as App State's flexing flexing their muscles. Uh, but again, I digress. So uh, let's move on. Second game I have for you here is going to be uh, Michigan and Western Michigan. And the and what I'm looking at here is the total in this game. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm looking at the total is I went back and I looked at what Western Michigan did last year as well as Michigan. And some of the things that I like here um, is going to be Michigan's defense. Um, they, first of all, they got a new defensive coordinator. They're going from the 4-3 to the 3-4. There's always a big learning curve when it comes to that. And their defense wasn't all that fantastic last year. That's why they got rid of their, their defensive coordinator and brought in a new one. Um, both teams last year went 4-2 and two against the over. I love that. Yeah, last year was last year. I get it. 2020 was an odd year. But um, both Western Michigan and Michigan go 4-2 and two to the over last year. And then both teams, were uh, they allowed... 34-plus points per game last year. That's going to continue at least in the beginning part of the season for Michigan as they get their legs in that new system up underneath them. And Western Michigan is no slouch, guys. They actually have a fantastic offense. They can move the ball up and down the field. Yeah, I get it. It was in the MAC last year, and there's always a ton of points in action. But at the end of the day, when you're transitioning to a new offense, and there's a lot of expectations on Jim Harbaugh and that staff staff this year. Are they going to be able to live up to it? I'm not quite sure. Plus, on the other side of the ball, with Michigan's offense, absolutely love what they're doing. Um, uh, Cade McNamara, I believe in him. I think he's going to um, be a great addition to that um, to that Michigan team, and he's going to be a great quarterback. So I'm taking over 67 uh, in that game, and I'm going to take it at minus 105. I'm so confident in this one, I'm putting two big units down on it. All right, moving on here, guys. Uh, this is going to be a premier game, uh, a matchup of top 25 talents as Penn State and Wisconsin square off here. A couple notes uh, that I want to go over here. Penn State uh, breaking in a new OC. I love it. He's going to run more up-tempo. Um, so you can probably already see where I'm going with this one. Um, Penn State's returning Sean Clifford. Uh, he's going to He's going to bounce back. Both both Wisconsin and Penn State uh, had a little bit of an up-and-down year last year. I look for them to be more consistent. We're not having to deal with, with the COVID uh, mess as there was last year. Yeah, people, you know, players are still going to test positive and sit out and all that good stuff. But, you know, there was just, there was just an added pressure last year that I don't think is going to be uh, around the programs this year. Uh, and not only is Sean Clifford returning, but Penn State's top three wideouts are also returning. Uh, one little nugget here is you'll hear me uh, give, a, give a lot of stats out on this program here 
Uh, one thing that I love to do is uh, Penn State here, 23-5 and 2 to the over versus top 25. Wisconsin's rated number 12. So you tell me. Um, that's a system play all day. Uh, that's hitting at a, a major clip there. Just quick math, that's hitting over about 70% there. So where am I going on this game, you wonder? So I'm hitting the over at 49.5. To me, that's an easy over. Uh, that's minus 110. I'm hitting that with one unit. I'm going Penn State plus 5.5. I believe in this offense more than I believe in um, Wisconsin's offense. I think they're going to be able to score just a bit more um, than than what what the what the bookmaker had it here at five and a half. I'm also sprinkling some down on the money line. Now I'm not going to give that as an official play. I'm just saying that I'm sprinkling some money down. Penn State money line not not going to hurt you at all. But I'm going one unit Penn State plus five and a half at minus one ten. All right, moving on. Tulane in Oklahoma. Hurricane Ida has displaced Tulane, and they actually have to play in Oklahoma. So this is a sort of a de facto uh, home game for for Oklahoma. Pretty bad. You know, Tulane actually got to host a large program, so I feel bad for for them. But uh, onward and upward with that one, you know, looking at this game here, uh, Oklahoma, top 10 defense. Um, They're going to be able to control the game a little bit. but they've also they also last year top fifteen in scoring, passing, total yards. Um, they got workhorses like Kennedy Brooks. He opted out last year. Uh, he's back this year. But one of the things also is, is Tulane can score at a pretty high clip as well. I think what you're going to see here in this game, uh, the over under set at six to eight and a half. I'm taking the over. One of the things I believe is going to happen in this game is Oklahoma is going to jump out to a absolute massive lead. In the first half, I could see them putting 35-38 on the board. They'll put a few more points on the board in the second half. Tulane will start to wear uh, wear that second-string defense out of Oklahoma as they bring in their reserves to uh, for Oklahoma to rest up uh, moving forward. So with that being said, um, loving the over 68.5. I believe that's what I have it at. Let me just double-check. No, it's actually down to 67.5 uh, as of 5 o'clock this afternoon. Go over. 67.5 with the Tulane, Oklahoma, minus 110, going to go one unit. Okay, moving on to Indiana and Iowa. Uh, the Big Ten started strong. We got Ohio State, uh, Minnesota tonight, Indiana, Iowa, Penn State, Wisconsin. Um, really like what the Big Ten did here on opening weekend. We got a, we got some really, really good matchups, um, so, so definitely going to dive deep uh, into Big Ten action. All right, so... One of the big things with Indiana is they're returning eight offensive starters, and Iowa unfortunately had a ton of turnover, especially on that de- uh, that defensive line last year. They actually lost Big Ten defensive lineman of the year. Um, right now, Indiana is currently at plus three, minus one hundred five, and the over under sits at forty six. I'm not going to touch the total on this one, although I do think it I, I do think it goes over, um, but I'm not I'm not you know I'm. I got the beer gut rumbling a little bit on that one, so I'm going to stay away from the total. I'm going to keep a close eye on it. I'm going to see how these both these offensives look, and then maybe that's a play later in the year. But right now, I'm loving Indiana at plus three. I'm seeing some books have them at three and a half. If you see the three and a half, gobble that up all day long. Plus three, this could just simply be a field goal game, and we push. But I think Indiana is going to keep this close. I think I think they're a live dog here. I think they got a major chance of actually winning this game and easily covering that three. So Indiana plus three, minus 105, going one unit on there. All right, as I told you guys, I'm not going after all the big games. 
You know, I went Michigan, Western Michigan total. No one's, you know, you're not going to see too many people give you that one. Um, UNC Virginia Tech's a pretty popular bet since that's the marquee matchup on Friday, as well as the Big Ten matchups. Uh, Tulane, Oklahoma, most people are probably staying away from that game because they just don't know what to expect out of either team, plus a displaced Tulane. But one, one game that caught my eye right off the bat was Rice and Arkansas. So Rice is plus 19 and a half. Um, this one seems a bit off to me. Um, Arkansas, 4-11 against the spread, their last 15 games against non-conference, non-Power 5 schools. They don't, they play down to their competition. So this is going to be a situation where Arkansas does the same thing here. Um, and, and Arkansas ranked, or I'm sorry, uh, excuse me, Rice ranked top 25 in defense last year. Yeah, shortened season, I understand all of that. But they're returning eight defensive starters as well. I think Rice can control this game defensively. They're going to keep it close enough, and they're going to cover that 19.5 spread easily. And that is, that is one of the ones, like I said, it stuck, it stuck out to me so much. I just couldn't believe um, that Arkansas was favored so much. And Arkansas tends to, tends to struggle early in the year, um, so I'll, I'll take them. I'll take Rice plus nineteen and a half, minus one ten, one unit. All right, so there's going to be a fun bet we're going to do each and every week. I'm going to call it the beer money parlay. Basically, what this is, guys, it's just a super simple parlay. We're not putting too, not putting a whole lot of thought into this. We're going to put a unit or two down on it. It's going to pay us two or three to one. We're going to sit back. We're going to easily cash these. So what I'm going to do here today is I got Baylor money line. I got Purdue money line. And give me the over in the Michigan and Western Michigan game. I'm dropping two units down on it. That's paying plus 200. I don't know how this doesn't hit. I mean, Baylor and Purdue, they're such high favorites that, you know, they're, they're not going to win. They, they, you know, they may not cover the spreads. And I don't care about that because I'm, I'm betting them on the money line. But more importantly, we're going to sweat that over with Michigan and Western Michigan. This bet's going to pay us pay us two to one, and then uh, we're going to sleep like a baby. So, guys, just to recap real quick, um, I got UNC, Virginia Tech. I got UNC minus five and a half. I'm going to put one unit down on them. Michigan, Western Michigan, I'm going to do the over 67 for two units. Penn State, Wisconsin, I got two plays on that one. I'm giving you the over 49 and a half at minus 110 at one unit. Uh, Penn State plus five and a half for one unit. Um, feel com- feel free to sprinkle some down on the money line. That's exactly what I'm going to be doing. Let me get the over 67 and a half for one unit in the Tulane Oklahoma game. I expect uh, Oklahoma is going to put up around 49 points, and Tulane will easily cover the other 18, 19, 20 points needed to cash our ticket there. Indiana Iowa. I'm doing Indiana plus three. Sorry, excuse me, Indiana plus three. Uh, for one unit, I'm going to sprinkle some down on the money line there. I believe Indiana is an absolute live dog in this one. Rice and Arkansas, plus 19.5. Give me Rice, plus 19.5 for one unit. Guys, thank you so much for, for joining in here. Um, it doesn't look like I'm off to a great start on Thursday night. Um, you know, A couple of my bets, if you're not following along on Twitter, was East uh, Eastern Carolina I had at plus 9.5. They are currently down 27 to 9. So that's a no go. I did. Uh, I didn't post it on Twitter um, because it, it, it was it was a little too late. It caught my eye far too late. But I did have Houston Baptist plus twenty five and a half. And where are they at currently? 
they're down 21 to 10 at the start of the third quarter, so that one might hit. And if they ever decide to start this, oh, they finally started the UCF Boise State game. I actually had UCF uh, minus five and a half. And then I have, uh, oh, another play for Saturday while I'm thinking about it because they actually had to move this game to Saturday. Rutgers and Temple. Um, Temple's not going to be very good this year. And Rutgers is going to struggle more than likely, but they're way better than Temple is. So what I've done here is take the first half minus seven. Uh, Rutgers will come out of the gate strong. They'll cover that seven easily for you. Um, that's another bet that I had put on for tonight, but unfortunately due to Hurricane Ida, they had to move it to Saturday. So so take a look at that one and, and bet that one as well. So again, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, follow me on Twitter, diesel underscore bets. You'll see all of my plays. I'm going to recap this as well as put a link on um, on Twitter for for this podcast. So good luck to everyone this weekend, and let's cash some tickets. All right, guys. Good night.